are now listening to. Let's continue this conversation because I got some questions for you guys. But first, I want to read the second bullet point again as far as the interim NIL policy. The NCAA can pursue possible sanctions against anyone who has egregiously violated these rules since NIL rules were instituted. Where's the line? That's my question. I'll I'll pose it to the three of you guys, all three of you. Where is the line here as it pertains to what they deem to be egregious versus just us? Let's say we came to Johan and said, hey, every week, do an interview with us for Auburn basketball. We'll, We'll slide you something. Where 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 does the NCAA choose who to go after? In your opinion, that's real simple. If you sold, if you sold an athletic opportunity contingent upon an NIL deal, then you're you're in trouble. That's really that simple. Those are the guys they're going to go after. If they go back and look at Texas A&M's class and see that the five five of those like five hundred five stars they signed <laughs> were offered deals. Prior to signing, saying, hey, if you sign with us, we'll guarantee you X dollars from X company. Done. If the university was involved, good luck. The boosters who were involved in that deal, at the very least, will be prohibited from making NIL deals in the future. Yeah. Right? So they they may spare the university um, because in year one, it just seems like a lot was out there. But they're putting everybody on notice moving forward. You are responsible for what your alumni do. That has, that's not different. That's always been that way. They have always held universities responsible for what the alumni base does. Early 2000s, Albert Means, that was a booster that got Bama in trouble. They hammered them for it. So they're just they're just making sure people understand these the NIL is not anybody can do whatever they want whenever they want. It's not what this is. It's just allowing the athletes the opportunity to take advantage of dollars generated on their name and then making sure that businesses cannot exploit them for free advertisement. Like the NCAA football game is a perfect example. You're blatantly using their image and likeness to sell video games. And they won a huge suit against, and I mean, that was the death of that game. Yeah. (laughs) That's what these rules are. This is what it's intended to do. If you're going to make a game using the likeness of every player in college football, they need to get paid for it. That's their likeness you're using. But it's not. The recruiting stuff, man, it was never supposed to be part of it, even though it was always going to be a problem. And this is where the NCAA screwed up. Brian has said this. You screwed the pooch because you waited for the law to do what you should have done right. a long time ago. Now you're trying to come up with common sense policies that you could have come up with before the crap hit the fan. So I don't know. I'm just saying. I just think, I just think Auburn, we have a whole ass creed at Auburn <laughs> that talks about being a good person and doing things the right way. And That's, then, a t-shirt, Ike. That's a T-shirt, Ike. That's a T-shirt, Ike. Yeah, because all these other places have half-ass creeds. Right, yeah. exactly. One cheek creeds. <laughs> we got two well, cheek creeds. I, I just think, I just think it's funny crack. when you go into some of these message boards, when you oh, go into some yeah. of these message boards, because 
Bama and Georgia and Texas A&M are seemingly gaining an advantage over us, the creed don't matter anymore. Right. Come on, man. Let's just, let's, I mean, it can't just be, we're everything school, not just a football school now. And you know what? We're literally winning at everything else. Quite literally. Yeah, I think it's just, again, I'm just going to be interested because one thing that I know about how rules are put in place is they're put in place because someone's already violated that rule and they're like, oh, we need a rule for that. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Like at some point in time, somebody stood up on a roller coaster and they were like, you know what? We need a sign. Right. We need a sign because somebody else is going to do that again. And we need to make sure they know we're not going to be held responsible if you stand up on this joint. Right. Keep your arms inside at all. Like at some point in time, someone in the NCAA got wind of something and they were like, uh, we need a rule. We need a rule that explicitly states. And what what I do know about that, though, is it already means that someone is in the crosshairs. And right. I'm just wondering who is the first person. USC. You know down. what? USC. <laughs> USC, <laughs> USC or Texas A&M. You know it's who the be. other person who, unfortunately, I feel like is in the crosshairs? Who? Jackson State. Yeah. I feel Are like they? a lot of people Ooh, got upset that Dion landed some five stars. And they were like, hey, man, you might want to go check out what's going on over there, bro. When he stole that recruit from FSU. He upset He upset some people. It and was curious, sure but the money was clearly a factor. Okay, so, so and, 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 that, and that's why point. I said. Yeah. All right, yeah. Yeah, the money was clearly a factor. I think that Jackson State's in the crosshairs as well. I think that there are four schools in particular, Jackson State, USC, Texas A&M and um, who somebody just said the name is slipping my mind. Tennessee. <laughs> Those four schools, they, I think that they're saying to themselves, something ain't right. Something's in the water here. This, this, NCAA this said, we, we can't have these HBCUs catching up. <laughs> well, I don't think that's the NCAA. The I think somebody else was out there <laughs> right. whispering in their ear like, hey, right. man, come on now. Aiden. And the, the NCAA is very much the way I hear people um, in media talk about the way Commissioner Roger Goodell does not work for the NFL. He works for the owners. The that's NCAA, in a very similar fashion, is borderline useless. But if enough powerful members, the members that actually make the money because they're in March Madness and they're in the college football playoff, go and say, hey, I need you to do something about this. Because I lost two recruits I should have had because they were down here promising these guys things. My class is in trouble. My rate, my rating is in trouble. And now they're looking at me sideways and talking about taking my job. Go and do something for me, NCAA. Make yourself useful. And that may have created some pressure for the NCAA to, to stand up and try to make some, some something of form out of what has been a bunch of craziness for the last three months. Right. Listen, let, let's, let's, let's talk about Tennessee. And and I'm gonna bring up the third bullet. I'm bringing up the the policy again. Third bullet point here: If schools suspect that they may have violated NIL rules concerning pay for play and improper inducements, they are expected to report to the NCAA. Here's why this is so interesting: is you have laws in several states that prohibit schools or the NCAA from punishing athletes from accepting money from third parties. An example of this is actually Tennessee. I believe it was last month, there was some state legislation 
that allows for them to have collectives actually talk on on campus to to recruits about their program or what they what they what they do. What does this mean for schools? And in one of the articles I've been reading talks about potential lawsuits. Should the NCAA take actions against programs that reside in states that allow for this type of stuff? Yeah, I I would say that no matter what state you're in, the spirit of the rules is not intended to punish athletes. Right? It's to corner bad actors from university administration and alumni. That's it. Those are the people they're going to go after. So if you're at the university, first and foremost, you cannot be involved. That's why they expect you to self-report. Because if you weren't involved, there's probably no sanction coming your way. They're just going to sanction those individuals. So, and, and that's why I think if, if, unless you were involved, you have no reason to raise your hand and say this deal may have been done the wrong way. Uh, the, depends. If they disqualify your athlete, then you have plenty of reasons. That's it. That, it's better than disqualifying your program. So if 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 the athlete is that that that's all I mean I think that's always uh, that was always the result. Taking, the gamble they're taking is they just don't find out and I get away with it though. Right. Mm, right. Okay. So that, that's that's what happens. I, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I'm that's saying a gambit, that. Sure. Mm. I just don't. What, I, I, don't doing. I think it's I think it's an unnecessary risk. That's, okay. Especially if you're like Texas A and M or Bama. If you, if you're one of these schools getting top recruits anyway, losing one five star over a bad deal is not a, a big deal for other schools. If it's who only maybe, one, maybe. Right. Yeah. Right. I just they'll, I'll, they'll I'll, lose one or right. two just to the transfer portal because they didn't get enough playing time that first year. So. They, I, I think those guys will, can afford to go, eh, we'll, we'll, we'll chalk it to, up to the game with you. Yeah, it's a but, but what I wonder is, and so you are then left to hope that your alumni base is scrupulous enough to not compromise the NCAA rules, make no contact with any prospective signees, mm-hmm. and that these prospective signees are not shopping. Right. That's not different, though. your alumni base. I know that's not different, which is why I open saying this is the same game that was always being played. Play. Because, yes, again, right. this is, hey, well, you know, I was recruiting, and then they go talk to a very famous alumni of the school that ends up signing them. I mean, hey, we have played the game as well, but that still sounds like it's the game. Yeah, yeah I think if you're the university, your responsibility is to show the NCAA that you did due diligence to make sure that the deal was on the up and up. Right. You keep a paper trail, you ask the right questions, and you monitor every deal that's signed by every athlete. That's what Auburn is doing. Right. They're saying, hey, we want to see these deals. Um, if they get approached with a deal, they have an app that they can enter information from in, mm-hmm. in, in, and stay on the up and up. Mm-hmm. The NCAA is saying, hey, as a university, it's still your responsibility to provide a framework and a structure to help keep your student athletes compliant. If you don't, Want to provide that? That's cool. But when we come knocking and you don't have receipts, the goods are stolen. Yeah. So, okay. So now now I have a different question. All right. We know we went through the Cam Newton saga in 2010. And who reported that there was some mischief in Cam's recruitment was a rival program. I think, was it mm-hmm. Mississippi State or Kentucky? Because both went State. after him. Mississippi State, State, right? Mm -hmm. So they tried to snitch. Now, there was not enough substantial evidence 
to bring down any type of penalty against Cam or against Auburn in that case. So it seems to be that this is almost entirely on, and this this is why I, I have both positive and negative feelings about it. Okay, and I I don't I don't know if we've ever fallen on a, uh, either side of this individually, but do we want to cheat? And I mean cheat in every way that is possible to cheat in college football. Do we as Auburn fans and students and alums sitting here, do we want to cheat to be the best program, to come up with a winning season on the road, to beat Bama and Georgia on the road in the same year and win the SEC West and make the playoff and win the playoff? If it takes cheating to do it, are we okay with that? That's the first part of my question. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. For everybody. I mean, it's clear if you read the message boards, there are a lot of people who are 100% okay, okay with, because, with it. And, and right. only yeah. because they are convinced it's happening other places. Uh, uh, and they're anyway, like, anyway, why yeah. isn't Auburn getting on board with this? Yeah. Right. I, I, I the, no, go fall ahead, on the opposite side of that, though. Because, right. again, and I've said this since we've been having the NIL conversation, it will be Auburn that gets caught every time. Every time. Every time. So and made it's an not worth and it. And made an example of It's not worth it because somehow somebody, you just talked about the Cam Newton situation. If we sniff a national championship, they're like, ah, oh, they couldn't have earned that. <laughs> right. We went to the final four <laughs> and then the, they, they started looking under the covers in the basketball program. They're like, hold on, cuz, wait a minute. Well, listen, look, they, look, at, old, look at, at Ole Miss. That can't be right. right. Look at Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Hugh Freeze started winning some recruiting battles. They was like, he cheating. Let's take a look. Mm-hmm. Yep, now, to it. be fair, he was. He was. But. He was. He was. Wait, okay, so you guys have seen the show Suits, right? I've seen yeah, that you're the too. only one who just started yeah, 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 watching right. Suits. I, I watched all nine seasons in like six days. It was, it was, it was gross. But like, um, the, uh, in the show, the main protagonist, protagonist, which to me is Harvey Specter. Yeah, has, has, I mean, 100% whole, is. Has a whole career where his opponents are convinced that he cheats to win. And yeah. they cannot wait to say, see, I knew he was cheating. Mm-hmm. We're Harvey Specter, baby. They're out to get us. <laughs> and they can't wait. They're waiting. They tried to do it with the Bruce Pearl thing. Pat Forty, clown, <laughs> and, and, and Goodman, one of them, <laughs> said... I mean, they were they were writing articles in anticipation, yeah, of they're, our they're demise. Wait, they, they are waiting to, spy, to 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 take their victory lap and see. See, I told you, so there's I told you no a dirty way program. that they could possibly be good. They had to cheat to make it happen. Mm-hmm. They're just waiting for it to happen. But while money is flying around everywhere, right. I don't see them writing the article about Auburn not doing that. We're clearly of not. not. Of course yeah. not. Or writing the article about all the places that they suspect are cheating. Cheating. Right. As a, right. To that point, 
Somebody brought up, it was some rogue coach. It was like four or five years ago. It said, Nick Saban has cheated to get the players that he gets and to build the program that he's built. And everybody in media everywhere said, this guy's a lunatic. Burn him at the stake. And as somebody who grew up in the state of Alabama, went to high school in the state of Alabama, went to college in the state of Alabama, we know people who go to other schools, and when you have these casual conversations about things that go on on their campus with their players, I would say I, I will suffice to say that, and this is not a jab at Nick Saban because to answer the question I asked y'all, I will say the game is the game. If you are playing against people who are playing to a certain degree that you are not playing the game, you are going to get lapped. And to Ike's point. We have gotten lapped in certain ways <laughs> because, because we don't we don't play the game to that extent, which I think is a good thing. So yeah. what I think ends up happening is we know, like know beyond the shadow of a doubt that certain things have been built up at a certain cost. And those costs will never become public. That information will never become public. And the media, everybody came to this to, to bury this man and stone him in, in the court and say, Nick Saban, how could you say that? Because he's a coach and he knows it. I was like, listen, I, I find it hard to believe that none of y'all are willing to come on. Like, come on, man. We don't, I'm not saying that you have to say Nick Saban's a terrible coach. Y'all know I don't think Nick Saban is the greatest coach ever. I'll give you program builder, but I also know what it takes to build a program in college to the extent and at the rate that he did. It takes some stuff that not everybody is willing to do and not everybody is able to do. You don't have to act like everybody came to defend his honor. And I'm like, wait, wait, are we acting like this doesn't exist? What are y'all doing? David Pollack, he's a commentator for ESPN. I love David Pollack because one of the things he said in the first two years that he was on camera, he was like, listen, man, people don't really want to know what goes on in locker rooms, in programs. He is he's in front talking to America like, y'all don't want to talk about it. So let's just not talk about it. I feel like it's all understood. But in the grand scheme of history, we count championships for people. We count uh, conference titles for people. And we act like it doesn't happen. And to Ike's point, nobody like nobody's going hard after the people where there is uh, impropriety that is even somewhat plain. There are not that many college athletes getting brand new Dodge Chargers. I'm sorry. <laughs> you right. telling me everybody just go to college and get Dodge Charger money? Most people go to college broke, man. What is going on? But not now, bro. I was raised. Nothing, nothing to drum up suspicion there. And I'm, I'm again, I'm with I. We would be the the program that gets hammered because it's like, wait, wait. We know they do it. What are y'all doing? Y'all aren't supposed to be doing this. Y'all aren't supposed to be getting better. No, 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 no. Let's 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 let's, let's take the dogs. And it seems like there's a bias there because. Because your your programs like your Bama's, your Texas, your your Oklahoma's, your Ohio States, they're supposed to be winning and getting the top recruits anyway. But when you have another school that's competing on the same level, that's not a blue blood type of uh, football program, now the eyes start looking at them because the only excuse is only reason is that they have to be cheating, right? Yeah, I think that's why it's important what Bruce Pearl did with Auburn basketball in 2019. You took a bunch of average guys and went to the Final Four and lost to a no-call. Yeah. So now there can be no question about his ability to be able to win with top-tier recruits. Right. Because he did it. Let's be, let's be clear. When it comes to basketball, NIL is great, 
But our best recruiting tool is Bruce Pearl. Yes. Yes. And the program that he built before NIL. Yeah. And the draft picks he had before NIL. So I just want to establish that. If Brian Harson in 2022 somehow pulls a coup and wins the West with these guys, I don't want to hear how about how NIL built Auburn in the future. Right. It will be right. his ability to be able to win with the guys he has that causes other guys to want to come here and be developed by this coach and his coaching staff at this university. And I'm telling you, I still think that's primarily what it's going to be in the future. It's going to be the same folks winning because they've got better coaches and better facilities and the best opportunity. If anything, NIL just creates a bigger gap between the folks who were already winning yes. and the folks who were just trying to keep up. And the uh, age, if you think NIL is helping folks recruit, I don't think I don't think it helps a Cincinnati make the playoff again. No, it's it, 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 it doesn't go change down. the status quo. But what it does do, and 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 again, the spirit of all of this is is helping the athlete athletes capitalize. There was little chance that I'll take Desmond Ritter as an example. Right, Cincinnati doesn't make the playoff. Desmond Ritter's probably going to the NFL anyway. Right, but. The star running back on that Cincinnati team, that I don't, I don't know what his chances were of making the NFL. I don't even know if he got drafted, right? Right. But he had a stellar college career playing for a team that went to the college football playoff. Before NIL, he is fighting for a roster spot on a practice squad somewhere and maybe never makes any real money. Mm-hmm. In the era of NIL, he can leave college with money. Yes. Right. They, and that's what yeah. it, the, that's that's the thing that people skip at. In the era of NIL, SUNY Lee gets an opportunity to come to college at Auburn University and still capitalize off Facts. of her popularity. Right. So we have the opportunity to get different caliber talent to come and stay at Auburn University or even decide if you're Echo Leota, I could have gone to the draft. But now I don't have to forego getting money and I can raise my draft stock. I can have the best of both worlds. I can still right. play in college. I can raise my draft stock and I, and I can risk the injury without losing the money. Right. right. And that's so, what it's intended to do if you uh, do it right. Along with, with that, because I've, I've been thinking about this since Mike said this a long time ago, before NIL actually got unlocked by the NCAA, if you're smart enough, if your family's looking out for you, hopefully you got somebody in your corner that is advising you properly, you can go into college as a highly rated high school prospect. And it probably is going to weigh more heavily on for, for football players than basketball players because what's most value to businesses for NIL is a guy who is already good that is coming back. That's, that's the best value. You come into college and it being expected to be a high-ranking pick or expected to produce is not the same because uh, Spencer Rattler signed an IL deal and got benched at Oklahoma. Um, what's his name? DJ Uyagalole at Clemson. Had mm-hmm. a terrible season. And I don't think that he's going to be looking at the same opportunities this season that he did last season. But if you can come in and produce and then come back, i.e. the Bolitnikoff winner who is purportedly on his way to USC or Alabama, let the rumors tell it, 
he has the highest value. And even if something like that did happen where, oh, man, he got hurt or something crazy, think about a Marcus Lattimore in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. Imagine the career he would have had in the pros. What you can do is come into college, be advised properly, produce early, get on the field, show what you can do, get some good deals. If you never play a down of NFL football, you can have somewhere between 500000 and Four or five million dollars, depending on how dominant. Imagine a Derrick Brown coming back for a senior year, but NIL's on the table. So okay. he comes back here. Businesses are thankful. We already know he's the man. We already know Marlon's the man. And you can leave college with a bit of a trust fund that no matter what you decide to do, yeah, I'm gonna go and play in the NFL. Just invest that. You got a team. Like I'm, I'm waiting for that business to kick off. Yeah, like you got your your NIL. We're gonna make sure you sign the right deals. Invest my money. Invest my money so that when I leave here. Not only do I have a degree because I decided to stay because it, it could be just as profitable as going, but I legitimately have retirement saved up and I don't have to worry about counting on my body to get me on practice squads and, and making $40,000 and $50,000. No, I have the money to live and survive if I need to just off of what I did in college. So the university itself, they got the fruits of my labor, but I am benefiting from the fruits of my labor long term, long after that four year of scholarship. And that's the biggest turn here for athletes. If they do it right, they can be set for a good long time, a very big rainy day fund or perhaps even for life. You are, you now, are now listening, listening to, to 